0: So, so there were um, there was lots of uh, speculation, Janina. Have you started yet? I have. Yeah, there was lots of speculation, Janina, about uh, in diverse social media about five uh, G and its relationship to the COVID virus. And uh, the, the the social media being what it is, there were lots of scallywags turned up to to, uh, to kind of hijack the scheme and concept.
1: What did you call them?
0: Scallywags
1: gallywags wags. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you that's Brits that's and me, <laughs> Yeah, and.
0: and... <laughs> And five G gives you body odor.
1: Oh, oh goodness! Oh, goodness. So, yeah, I do not good if you're hamsters, and not if well, if you're afraid of smelling. Okay.
0: Yeah, the five G ate my hamster. That's a kind of a reference that there was like a um, headlines in in one of the um, like popu- popular popular. Um, English newspapers many, 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 many years ago about uh, a well-known comic at the time saying that uh, he'd eaten his hamster. Okay. So it was a bit of an obscure reference there.
1: Okay. So like everything that's dangerous that eats yeah, my
0: hamster. So one here, 5G made me pregnant. What? Not me personally, you mean. You understand?
1: <laughs> Can never be too careful. Okay, well, yeah. What you want to What do you want to talk about? Is the the alarming number of uh, social media posts saying that five uh, G is related to the outbreak of the pandemic, the COVID virus, the coronavirus is spread yep. with five G. Uh, what?
0: Which uh, I think people are queuing up to say that that's actually a load of rubbish. Yeah, thankfully, not not the, the one
1: that's queuing up and burning down uh, base stations of power. Well, that's a <laughs> well,
0: that's, uh, no, no, that's a very worrying trend, really, is people burning burning down uh, masts. Um, uh, I saw that UNB uh, berg who is the uh, CTO of uh, Vodafone, I believe, yeah. uh, used to be as executive at Ericsson. Uh, he was uh, interviewed recently and and uh, talked about. Uh, uh, people setting up to, to towers in the UK and the Netherlands and uh, apart from interrupting people's service and costing lots of money uh, you know one of the areas they burned down but it was uh, serving this new hospital that they built in the UK handling you know, people suffering from Covid so um, it's it, it's dangerous, expensive and, and based on rubbish science basically or not even science Am I allowed to say that? <laughs>
1: It's our podcast, Paul. You're allowed to say yeah. stuff. Okay. Oh, as long as you say them closely to the microphone, so the sound isn't too bad.
0: Okay. Do I need to be closer to the mic?
1: I think so. Okay. I'll do that then. Yeah. <laughs> Paul, who uh, has the better mic, has the tendency to move away from it instead.
0: Yeah, I'll so, just go sit in the other room, Janina. <laughs>
1: Yeah. So, what can we say about this? We we try to avoid uh, the questions about five G and health, not because we are afraid of the topic, not at least Paul and I. Um, we can only say about us personally, but mainly because we don't have the the knowledge uh, or the authority uh, to talk about uh, health or. Uh, healthcare, and we leave that completely to the experts. Uh, and uh, I think in our case, we just—I uh, mean, the uh, for 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 Ericsson, Ericsson's uh, role is to follow the guidelines, uh, follow the the, the scientific uh, guidelines of uh, of uh, what how the radiation is uh, how much radiation is allowed uh, to and ke- keeping way below way under the the limits and for me and Paul we're like uh, well we can't say we can't add that much to (laughs) to the to the official scientific evidence that is today right and
0: yeah but I'm basically um cool you're gonna make me go and look something up now
1: uh-huh. <laughs> no, no. I was just going to say that if you look at the, if, if you're thinking reasonably about, so uh, if there would be a chance that 5G would spread the coronavirus, then, I mean, Sweden, we don't have 5G yet. Then we would not have mm. any coronavirus. And that would be great because uh, uh, then we would be in the studio, Paul, recording as normal. And we're not. Mm. We are not in the studio. We are <coughs> working. From home for yeah. now. I, I think I that did I
0: get away with over that. a month,
1: right? Yes, over a month. Mm. Yes. So, uh, shall we start off by talking some 5G news? Uh, sh- and we I should say Christina. also, yep, we should say also that we, we, this episode uh, is an exciting episode because we have an interview with. Uh, Ericsson's Head of Sustainability, and we're going to talk uh, 5G energy efficiency. So, uh, but before that, we thought we'd go through some interesting news. And the first one, Paul, that I found was uh, about 5G used to develop new energy systems on the Orkney Islands. And is that, have you been there on the Orkneys? That's far mm-hmm. up in in. Scotland, right?
0: Yeah, it's far up in Scotland. Um, I I used to have a, I used to know a guy that went uh, scuba diving. He was from the Orkney Islands. Um, and uh, once upon a time, I hitched a ride with a guy driving a milk lorry. Frankly, enough. Uh, he was also from the Orkney Islands, and I couldn't understand every third word he said. <laughs> but uh, but that was fine. He picked me up in the middle of the night and dropped me off somewhere else, somewhat like, somewhere later.
1: Okay. Super- with the milk van
0: yeah we can uh, i can i can tell you that story um over a beer sometime
1: yeah mm. uh well actually uh, people listening just so you know it after we have recorded this uh, paul and i are gonna celebrate because this is episode number 50. <laughs> yeah how
0: did we get to 50 janina
1: yeah it's been a while now mm. number 50 episodes yeah Thank you so much for listening, dear listeners. Uh,
0: and, and episode number one, which people, which we're going to have to go and listen to and see if it was any good, because uh, <laughs> nearly 5000 people have listened to that episode now.
1: Oh, we should probably listen to uh, that ourselves. At the,
0: time we, at the time, we definitely didn't know what we were doing because we still don't know what we're doing now. Uh, <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> we probably became worse.
0: To steer our new, new listeners to, to something else. Maybe we need to revisit the topic of what is 5G?
1: Yeah, perhaps we listen yep. to that one and then we see if we've changed our minds
0: about five yep. G. But, but uh, I just want to hop back into today's topic, which is uh, sustainability and five G. Yeah,
1: we were talking about the Orkneys. Come on,
0: uh, we were talking. Yeah, we were talking about the Orkneys. Okay, tell me about the Orkneys, and then I'll tell you about maths.
1: I I can't say that much, but it sounds like an interesting uh, project that they're starting up there called uh, uh, researchers will use 5G communication technology to create a simulator system aimed at inspiring businesses and residents to get involved in the development of new energy systems in Orkney. They will create a digital twin of the island, a virtual three-dimensional model, so they can feature components such as electrical vehicles, uh, Domestic batteries, I guess that's uh, for solar panels and generators and turbines, I guess,
0: for renewable
1: renewable energy.
0: The thing I want to know is, is does this digital model include all of the lots of digital puffins and full Mars? I don't know. Um, But uh, energy systems, that's actually one of the things we're going to talk to Matt about. Yes. So so that is... um, well, that that's uh, going to be an interesting topic there but uh, I was just going to say as well as the podcast that Matt has done with us, Max has actually recorded another podcast uh, talking about the uh, report that they published recently, the Breaking the Energy Curve report. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's also available if you go to ericsson.com and search for Breaking the Energy Curve, you find a little article there and with a link to the uh, news podcast where, where they talk to Matt about that. Yeah. And um, we should
1: say also that the the Breaking the Energy uh, Curve report, uh, we will link it from the show notes if you want to read it. Uh, more news. So we had uh, news about AT&T adding 5G to 90 new markets in the U.S., uh, then a total of 190 markets com- covering 120 million people. Uh, just a little bit of a snippet there. Uh, Finland is preparing for five G auctions. Three licenses in the twenty six gigahertz band. They are the um, the country in the Nordics that has come furthest when it comes to five G. Finland, our neighbor here in the north.
0: So, so I'm just wondering when 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 the Netherlands go to do the auctions for five uh, G spectrum. Mm-hmm. So then you run a Dutch auction.
1: Now you probably have to explain what is. It. I only know what a Dutch oven is. Uh,
0: Dutch auction. Dutch auction. Dutch auction. That's when the price starts very high and then comes down and down and down oh. until the first person to hop in and say, "I want it." <laughs> so, so if you if if you wait too long, you don't get it because someone else jumps in and buys it.
1: Oh.
0: Oh. They use it at uh, cheese auctions and things. We, we don't a, answer that question, but if somebody listening knows the answer to how do they run the spectrum auctions in the Netherlands. I wonder if they do that. Janina, drop us a line. <laughs> I Janina, us a line. <laughs> okay, Janina. I, um, I think it could be good time now to, to hear what Matt's asked to say. I have much more
1: exciting news, Paul.
0: Yeah, but you've got a long episode already recorded with Matt.
1: I do. But how about... Mount Everest base camp now has five G coverage. Oh, yeah. Okay.
0: Just how about of the fact that? that? That we've overrun the session and I have another meeting. <laughs>
1: <Okay>. <laughs> we only planned for half an hour, and we spent half of it uh, getting coffee. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I guess we have to it's talk about. Virgin. We can. Uh,
0: uh, we can. Uh, we can take a few minutes from the celebration to record the rest. Uh,
1: ah. I think this is good enough. Let's go over to Matt. And let's talk 5G and energy efficiency. Now, as our special guest for this episode, we have exciting Mats Pellbeck Sharp, Ericsson's head of sustainability. Wow, that is pretty a pretty good uh, title there.
2: Yeah, I like it. It's uh, it's fun. Uh, it's sort of having the best job in the world, I think, oh. working for the company with the solutions and then being responsible for for the area. So it's it's great.
1: And today we will talk sustainability and 5G. It is a bit of a hot topic, right?
2: Yeah, there's a lot of information out there about how uh, streaming and 5G and data centers drive energy through the roof. And so there is a lot of of misinformation in fact out there and a lot of report that connects uh, data directly to to the energy consumption. And that is not true. Never in history has has there been a direct link between the data storage or transmission or or, uh, processing and the amount of energy used, uh, Mm -hmm. right?
1: But but is that the way it's normally calculated or is is that just like... Is there anyone calculating, okay, we're, we think we're going to have a, a four-time in increase in data and over the next five years. That's why the energy consumption will go up four times.
2: Yeah, the people that don't sort of see the full picture or, or base their assumptions on that. And, and we have people within the industry that does that. And there are, of course, a lot of universities and other organizations that do like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, if, if you think about it, uh, the capacity that you have in a smartphone today, that is more capacity than than what I had in the whole university, when I was going to university, <laughs> both from a processing mm-hmm. and storage power. and uh, So then the smartphone would use a nuclear power plant if if, if that was true. So oh. it has never been true in the history and it's not true
0: in the future either. Yeah. I, I um, think there's a lot of basic, basic assumptions. If I did things the way that I'm doing them today with the technology I've got today, then four times as much traffic probably would mean four times as much energy, but uh, as you said, history has shown that uh, that the more data we consume, it it, it comes with new technology, and new technology is is normally more energy efficient than previous generations, so things things don't scale the way the simple equation makes it the lucky good scale.
2: No, and that's, I think that that is more through than ever with 5G in fact, because when we designed the standard and Ericsson has been a big driver of, of the energy functionality in the standard. Uh, so we have been pushing hard in the standardization to make sure that the signaling part when you don't have any traffic, that, that uh, you can set the, the, the time between you need to signal between a device and the network has been prolonged. And also that you use a, a much more narrow frequency. So if 4G says, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. 5G says, I'm here, I'm here much more rarely. And, and in, in that way you can save up to 60% of, of the PA time that used for transmission in the 5G compared with 4G. That makes the Ooh. standard in itself much more energy efficient. That's only mm-hmm. one part. And then you have this beam forming, Mm -hmm. transmitting the radio signals in the direction where you need it instead of everywhere. Uh, So so the standard in itself is much more energy efficient than than any earlier standard.
1: The signaling is more uh, focused than than, than on 4G, of course. But isn't it also like but it's also stronger? And does that not mean that we need to use more power?
2: Yeah, I mean... I call it rush to sleep in a way. So, it is higher peak power in in, in the most 5G radius, uh, but what we are doing is to transmit the data. Uh, you have the possibility to do that in a very short time because it's so efficient mm-hmm. and then you can b- go back and put the equipment to sleep uh, and there are we have lots of different sleep modes in in the standard and in, in, in from Ericsson software functionality. So so we put equipment and and the sleep modes are more efficient in 5G than they were in in, in 4G. So the, we have designed it in a different way from Ericsson perspective. So so um, you can transmit a lot of data and then you go back to sleep. So 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 yeah. then and then you use less energy because of the signaling and so on.
0: But but I think when you when you said that, that you know when you say that it's stronger, I think there's a misconception there that that that, uh, that you're putting out a lot more power because in in many cases you're running five G in the same bands in four G with with this, you know you can use the same radio equipment and, and the same yes. power levels and even in in new bands the power you know there are there are power level limits which are comparable to the to the limits we have in other bands so it's not it's not more power. You know, when we say stronger, we we're really talking about you know, faster data rates and and more spectrum. Mm. Um, you know, th- those are the things. You know, it's it's the spectrum rather than the power that gives you the ability to send more traffic.
1: Yeah, yeah, and uh, I would say the stronger uh, I would mean better signal, but, uh, yes,
2: mm, you're but right. and more direction that well. So yeah. so it's it's for sure. It's it's true. Uh, And also, I mean, we have our our portfolio targets uh, and we talk about this breaking the energy curve because every time in the past, when we launched a new technology and rolled it out, there was a significant increase of the energy consumption in the mobile networks. Uh, Mm -hmm. And and a couple of years ago, when we started looking at this from Ericsson's side, we said, this cannot happen. We need to break the curve. We we will not be credible as a company in the world where everybody is forced to reduce their energy consumption if we still move on upwards. So, so we developed this model on, on, at first it was a vision. Now it is a model for how how you can do that and we have done calculations on networks and and done simulations with our targets and we have developed our, uh, our so we have targets both on, on the classic radios that you were talking about, uh, Paul, uh, and on the uh, new uh, new technology radios, which massive uh, mimos, the bigger ones. Uh, so so we have uh, the, the targets on 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 the classic radios is to improve energy consumption uh, in absolute terms. So doing the same thing uh, should use thirty five percent less energy. Uh, with, with the new radios compared with the with the legacy radio. so yeah. And we have seen that. We have just done a modernization for 5G in, in, in London with Vodafone and on site level they have saved on average 20 to 30% on energy consumption while increasing the capacity on the radios. And that is the 5G ready radio. So it's a preparation for the 5G. Mm-hmm. So I think there is wow. the, 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 the proof is, is out there already that, that Modernizing is crucial to, to, to get to 5G because if you don't have an ERS, you need to modernize to get 5G, but then we can use the spectrum sharing and, and the the uh, uh, upgrade with the software and then you're 5G ready. So that I think is is, is a fantastic uh, mm. difference between the past. So that is hugely important. And then the other target is to make a 5G ready. Uh, the. Uh, Maximum radio, uh, the 64, 64 radio, 10 times more energy efficient than the best uh, 4G radio of ERS in 2017 when when we set the target. So I think that, and that would mean that, uh, or that target means that uh, such a radio will not use any more average power than um, uh, the same radio at the same time. So. You are right, Paul. That, that uh, also the massive MIMO radios are will become as energy efficient and power consuming as as uh, as a,
0: a classic radio today. Mm-hmm. And I think also you you talked about uh, the design and, and and not using signaling when things are not transmitting. But of course, the, you know, we we're building systems with very high peak capacity and throughput capabilities. But if traffic, you know, if if traffic's not there, then some of those bands aren't in use at all, and those radios are effectively turned off. The network is available twenty four seven, but that doesn't mean that everything's turned on twenty four seven.
2: And that Apart is another of, thing yeah. that was sort of not used in the past. Uh, so, so the cell sleep modes, uh, I, I talked about different sleep modes. Cell sleep mode is what you're talking about. So when mm. you have And I think that that is another thing that is needed when when we move into the 5G is to secure that we have as much of the traffic as possible on 5G because depending on what devices that are out there, of course, but as much as possible on 5G and as many frequencies as possible on on 5G as as well. And then use the spectrum sharing for the coverage to to cover the rest of the capacity. Because then you can, if you have a lot of... uh, Radios on the same standard, then you can turn off more of the radios with cell sleep mode when there is no traffic, and you can add uh, AI and machine learning on this. Uh, so you can you do that on the 24 hours of the day and turn off the radios for, for much more with much more precision using AI and, and machine learning. So yeah, we- these, these things together. Um, this is part of breaking the energy curve and making it possible, even though, I mean, in our simulations, we increased the number of of sites with more than 25% uh, while building 5G. uh, And we also increased the number of frequency bands from four to seven. Uh, Mm. And still, we could break the curve, and and, uh, the total energy consumption in the network could be lower than it was uh, in the network 2017. So I think that this is, in fact, fantastic.
1: Yeah, that is fantastic. And, uh, but but uh, Ericsson as a company also has quite high sustainability goals. I was looking at sustainability yeah. and corporate responsibility report uh, 2019 that came out uh, say a month or two ago now. And there is a lot of, um, of targets there connected to networks and 5G, uh, and uh, they seem to be sort of on track, <laughs> a lot of them. And now with uh, with uh, this uh, with the pandemic, uh, I guess uh, <laughs> it might be a little bit of a a new setup of the world. Uh, but ICT is actually also impacting other areas, right? Uh, other areas, power consumption. I mean, yeah. we have a role to play also here in this pandemic environment to connect people. I, yeah,
2: I think. I mean, uh, we heard today that 85,000 people of Ericsson is working from home right now, and we still uh, sort of progress and deliver uh, according to to plan when it comes to the economic and and rollout of networks. So I think it, it is a fantastic effort, but it also demonstrates that our networks and our infrastructure is a fundamental societal infrastructure- and and essential for for how we can uh, run society going forward. I think everything would have stopped without mobile networks. So so I think that is one thing to say to start with and, and, and recognizing that- um, the great work that all all operators are doing out there and, and and service providers it's it's a fantastic effort to keep this going with with the increase of traffic and so on that we see. Uh, then when it comes to the sustainability targets, uh, we have a lot of sustainability targets in relation to to five uh, G. We have been working with with uh, uh, the wider picture of sustainability since since a very long time, and when it comes to the ICT our industry sector, uh, information and communication technology sector, impact on on society as a bigger picture. It's fundamental for for reaching the sustainable development goals, as well as reducing climate impact in other sectors. It will not be possible to to build uh, an increase of of renewable uh, solar and wind energy if we cannot control the loads. And 5G is hugely important for that. Because when you have uh, the sun is not shining or the wind stops or changes, um, then you have problems to, to control your grid that you don't get too much power or too little power. And, and with the latency of 5G, if you connect the, the, the smart grid with that, then you can control the loads uh, at the same speed. Mm. So 5G is uh, very important for the build-out of renew- renewable energy if we build those networks and connect them in a good way. Mm. Also, when we look at transport, we showed in Barcelona last year the possibility to drive the Einride uh, pod, the, the first uh, um, unmanned uh, vehicle on, on public streets for, yeah. for transport.
1: Yeah. We've actually had the, the their uh, CTO, I think it was,
2: yeah. uh, in the-
1: our podcast so, yeah, so so the listeners yeah. should be well aware of that uh, <laughs> yeah the, so,
2: so the, and, and, and the thing is that you're not allowed to put them on public streets if you don't have uh remote control of the vehicles
1: yeah
2: so <laughs> uh, and you can run one or two on 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 4g but if you sort of get up to 10 vehicles that is the plan that they have then you need five G. so it's a you on the technical border, and and you need to run very, very slow with 4G. But with 5G, then you can run them in a professional and and commercial way, in a different way. So I think that 5G, and, and, and that's the only way to electrify local transports, so, I don't think we understand the importance of, of Einreid for, for electrifying transports in cities, uh, or those types of solutions. Yeah. So, so, so 5G is crucial for, for that, and 5G is crucial for the electrification and taking out all the, the local emissions, but also the climate emissions. Uh, mm-hmm. Ride reduces cl- uh, carbon footprint with 90% for local transports in Sweden. Yeah. Because it's uh, on what electrical as well. So, yeah. So, yeah, that is. And then there are other sectors as well. We are working a lot with industries. It's the same there. We do that, for instance, in the Tallinn factory where we use 5G. There are a lot of energy savings and efficiencies in, our own, buildings. Uh, yeah, in our own factory so where we, we produce
1: 5G equipment. Yes. Uh, exactly.
2: Yeah. So, we use fi- our own uh, equipment, test equipment in, in, in our own factory to make it more efficient and, and both increase safety as well as as uh, reduce carbon footprint in, in the production and yeah, I s- consumption.
1: I saw that uh, that there was a new target that Ericsson should be carbon neutral by 2030 in yeah. our own operations. Yeah. Uh, how far are we from there?
2: Yeah I, we uh, this is a new target as you said. Yeah. The decision was taken. We, we are running a, a group programme with six different uh, working groups, and climate action is one of them. Energy performance is another one of these six groups, Uh, so we have them on on our executive team every uh, couple of times a year to report the progress, and and in the December executive team, we took the decision to, to become carbon neutral. So that was one of the decisions taken. Mm. Uh, another it is a
1: bit of a like sticking out your chin thing. Yeah, we <laughs> say st- Swedish. <laughs>
0: out yeah. it. yes, that's that's uh, that's that's quite Swedish. <laughs> Sorry,
1: Paul. You can translate. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, that's that, you, you, in English. You're probably sticking your neck out. Ah,
2: yeah. Yeah, sticking neck out. <laughs> yeah. sort of, uh, uh, we are more sort of using the front of our head than, than the back. Yeah, side. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the frontal lobes are more important, I think. Anyway. Uh, yeah so so i think that yes we have that target uh, and we have uh, uh, so i think it's and that is for for our scope 1 and 2 as they say in the greenhouse gas protocol or in other words the the uh, emissions that we have direct uh, control over namely buying electricity using petrol or using other things that emit greenhouse gases mm. uh, yeah. so scope 1 and 2 emissions carbon neutral. And that is a tough target, but it's we are committed to doing that. Um, if you know about the Paris Agreement and, and the climate meetings, uh, and there was a report- from the International Panel of Ch- Cli- uh, Climate Change for the, for the meeting that was in, in, 20, in uh, 2018. In September, they produced a report showing that it's very important- to not go above one and a half degrees if we want to have- uh, survival of species, glaciers still there, etc. So there are a lot of things that are depending. We can see already today about the fires in, in in Australia and other things that are happening already on one degree increase. So if we double that there will be significant changes that are irreversible and, and really not so good for for, for the planet. And uh, so it's very important to reduce and half emissions already by 2030 globally and to take uh, and, and put our own house in order, we said we need to be carbon neutral in our own activities and we need mm-hmm. to support our customers when they build 5G to break the energy curve and start reducing their their network uh, energy consumption and climate impact. Uh, so, And then the third part that we have in our life cycle impact is then the supply chain part. And there we also took in the same meeting a decision to, to address uh, the supply chain and, and support that, but putting requirements on our suppliers to also have, what we say, one and a half degree targets. So targets that, that meet this halving every 10 years until 2050, when there should be zero emissions uh, in absolute terms. So, so, but I think it's important A lot of companies talk about 2050 and that Mm. is good, it's important, but it's so hard for our industry to think 2050, right? Are we on 6G or 7G or 8G at that time? What is happening? So for us, it's more important to have a target that is 2030 and then break that down into shorter periods. Yeah. And our progress on internal activities right now is that uh, we we set the target that was a science-based target on a one and a half degree trajectory to um, already in 2016, and mm-hmm. we are on 25% reduction already there on the 35 for a five-year period. So so we are well on track on our on our own activities, and we are delivering as you said also on, on the on the product targets for supporting uh, everybody working with 5G and rolling out networks.
1: Yeah, in the, in the same report, you, you did have also some targets for which are very close in time, 2022, yeah. uh, the achieve a, a 5G product portfolio that is 10 times more energy efficient per transfer data than 4G by 2022 and also achieve 35% energy saving on uh, Ericsson radio system compared to uh, the legacy portfolio that you mentioned. So those are coming up
2: fast. Yeah, and, and we, as I said, we they are science-based targets. So we, we they are approved by an organization called Science-Based Target Initiative. So it's very externally verified uh, to be on a one and a half degree trajectory, one of the first mm-hmm. companies in the world to have one and a half degree targets. And we took them, as I said already, in, in, uh, they were approved 2018, we took them in 2017 based on 2016 baselines. Uh, and uh, on on the progress of the 5G target, we are on five and a half times the efficiency right now. So we are progressing well on, on those targets and we are on 32% on on, on the uh, classic radio portfolio. So, yeah, mm. we are well on track on on, on delivering these. And, and uh, as it is uh, when we are recording this Earth Day. Uh, ah, yes. Yes. <laughs> today <laughs> Not today. Uh, yeah. we, we will have uh, internal discussions with our head of development Joakim Sorelius have recorded the video where he sort of talks about the importance of, of this going forward so uh, we have really good support from top management um, from Börje and from the whole executive team so
0: mm.
2: we are committed to delivering this.
1: When it comes to using the networks i know we got a lot of questions or we have we have been talking a little bit about can you see any changes in energy uh, in energy consumptions when it comes to because th- this is impacting other uh, areas as well uh, the, that our our work is impacting other areas can you see uh, energy consumption going down when it comes to the devices used in the network like iot or smartphones for instance
2: well uh, on the IoT side, definitely there is a lot of development ongoing because of the battery consumption and so on, and, and having these devices for very long periods of time. Uh, also, mm-hmm. they're utilizing the, the uh, narrowband IoT standard and so on, on on signaling. And so, I think that that work is definitely there. And also, we in our research, where we looked at the whole ICT sector um we also looked at at the IOT devices. then we didn't, of course we need to separate out the communication part because we cannot say that the car that is connected we should calculate the whole uh, petrol usage or, or electricity usage for running the car as part of the ICT sector. Mm-hmm. So we then we took out the, the the communication part and that is same for other sectors and other, pumps uh, like the Grundfos pump, it's not the whole pump that we calculate as part of ICT, it's only the communication part. Then we see that, that the IoT part, even if there are 20-30 billion devices out there, will have a very little impact on the total. Uh, what, we, what has a relatively big impact on the total is in fact surveillance cameras that is impacting the whole sector oh. e- uh, emissions, but that is another topic. Uh, then. Um, if you talk about the smartphones or the, the I don't, the ma- majority of the energy consumption goes to to uh, other things than, than uh, uh, the communication right now. Communication mm. is part of it, um, but, and that might be a small improvement, but not so much. It's much more difficult to make a massive mime because you don't know what, where the base station is. So, making a directional uh, transmitter on the device itself i don't think that that is so easy that will take some more time and some more ai before we can do that fast enough to to sort of always direct it to the right direction so i don't think that there will be uh, a massive reduction because the display will be there and and, uh, also and that is
1: the that that's the biggest power consumption the
2: yeah, yeah, display and then, and listening to to other things and using the camera. There are lots of things that that use the energy in in in, in a smartphone or a, mm. or a tablet. So it's not. We were thinking uh, possibly
1: we... that it doesn't have to have a like a connecting uh, like a connection to the to the mast or the antenna uh, all the time. But I guess that's that's minor when it comes to other parts of the devices.
2: No, but one thing that will. Um, improve the energy consumption um, compared with not using it is edge uh, computing. If we can move the computing from the device into the network, and Mm -hmm. then you can reduce the power consumption in the device. Uh, And you can do things that are not possible uh, because of the limitations in the device. So you can do uh, like 3D uh, 3D virtualizations and and, uh, and renderings, and, and uh, virtual reality things, and so on. Uh, you do that in the edge instead of... of and, and, uh, so, maybe it will not reduce the total power consumption in the device, because it's not possible today to do it. But compared with doing it in the device, there is a huge difference. Mm. So, 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 there uh, 5G has an opportunity to offload and reduce the power consumption in, in the devices.
1: If we dig deeper into the uh, the networks, uh, what are uh, what are the things that uh, that are the things that need to change uh, for the for five G to break the energy curve going forward?
2: Mm. I think the key things to to focus on is to really you start using the energy saving functionality. Talked about the the uh, the cell sleep. There are several of, of these uh, different uh, features and functions in the network that should mm. be used. And uh, those
1: are those available today?
2: Yeah, they're available. I mean, five G is different from four G. We are still developing some of the functionalities for the five G. They are available in four G. And some of them are available in five G, and and they will evolve and, and become better. And what we have done is is within our uh, network management EM, um, the five G core uh, solution, uh, we have included uh, the functionality to to measure and see the energy consumption. So you can mm-hmm. turn on and off these uh, functionalities in a much smarter way with with the. Uh, this new core uh, of, of, and the e and Ericsson Network Management solution. Uh, so then you can see how effective they are and if they are working in the right way, if you should turn them on and off. Uh, so that is one thing. Uh, the second part is when you build 5G, not to over-dimension. We know that the traffic pattern uh, and the increase of traffic in the network is biggest where you already have high traffic or medium-high traffic. And it's the smallest where you have low traffic. And in the historic perspective, when we rolled out 4G, um, we overdimensioned in many places the, the, the uh, capacity in, in, in the areas where there was low traffic. So we had to go back to the high traffic sites and, and increase there even more. And then uh, we have a lot of energy consumption on, on, on the sites where there is low traffic that is not used. Uh, so, there, that is important to modernize uh, in, in conjunction with 5G and put more efficient and new equipment in that. That is the way to break the curve. In fact, we cannot break the curve. If I know that one of our customers said that they had 80% of their energy consumption uh, used to only carry 20% of the traffic. And 20% of their power consumption used to carry 80% of the traffic. So, they were burning a lot of energy for for, for uh for waste. Mm. Uh, so I think that is important to build the, the right network. And then the last part, I think, is also sometimes forgotten. And that is the, what we say, passive infrastructure. So the, the rectifiers, the, the feeders and all of that normally, or sometimes we don't touch them. And the, if they are inefficient, they can burn as much as 50% of your site energy. So, so having the wrong uh, system there is also uh, not good. And, and uh, the, uh, we have a solution that we are selling separately, but also as part of our managed service. Uh, and that is the the um, uh, energy intelligent operation. So using AI and machine learning to, to operate your site, you put out sensors in the site and then you measure, so you can control both the active and the passive equipment and turn it on and off in a much, much smarter way. Mm. So, so that is sort of the fourth part to, to look at, at the passive. So these four building blocks that I talked about, sort of building the network, modernizing, uh, uh, securing that you have, turn on the software in a smart way, that you build your 5U really with precision, and then the passive and, and controlling all of this with, with uh, this manage. If you use these four things, then you can break your curve. And we have seen several customers coming with us in the start of their journey saying that we think our energy consumption will increase between 50 and 100% with 5g and then we talk about breaking the curve together and how to solve this together as a partnership yeah because that, uh, is, that is a huge difference i think yeah uh, i mean energy with 50%, sorry
1: uh, energy consumption or like po- basically p- uh, paying the power bill that's a that's a big part of of a uh, service providers uh, expenses right
2: yeah Globally, uh, about 25 billion US dollar goes to paying the bills for for all service pri- providers together. Mm.
1: So this is, could be a this could be a really really good saving opportunity. Yeah,
2: yeah. it's the, the, the total cost of own. We have another example. We have a customer that modernized the site and also took the the uh, passive infrastructure in consideration while doing this. And and the payback time only on energy consumption in that modernization for the site was less than three years. So in less than three years, you pay back the full uh, modernization, all the equipment, only on your energy bill.
1: Wow! I mean, that is that is amazing. Both, uh, I mean, to to see this benefit both as a, from from a world and sustainability uh, perspective, but also actual monetary perspective on for for the the operators
0: on mm. using uh, yeah. yeah. But but it's nice to see that, like green solutions, solutions that that actually you know, save energy in a better the environment are actually financially attractive.
2: Yeah, but that is sustainability in in a nutshell, right? Yeah. There is a triple bottom line, so you need to think about your financial part, the business, uh, the profit, and you need to think about the people, the the social part and you need to think about the planet, the environmental part. So you should balance all these three things, otherwise it's not sustainable. So for us, it's really starting uh, with with the business perspective, but making the business more sustainable and integrating sustainability and doing it in the right way. Then it becomes long-term sustainable and, and truly beneficial for everyone. So I think that that is the way that we address it. Sustainability is not something that you put as a greenwash afterwards on the side, it should be an integrated part of your strategy from the beginning.
1: Mm. I think this is a really, really good, uh, <laughs> a good ending of of this section of uh, of the podcast. So, thank you so much for being with us, uh, Mats. And uh, we are hoping that people see the the uh, possibilities in this area. Paul, do you do you want to add something?
0: Uh, only to say uh, again thank you Matt so I've, I've been on calls with Matt's before and it's always a pleasure to, to have him uh, with us and and uh, to talk to us it's a, it's a very interesting and important area
1: thank yeah. you and thank you everyone for listening and bye. bye
0: bye, bye.